the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, uh, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And and so we all do talk a lot about saving, a lot about investing, uh, a lot about the world today. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report, and, and, and which we send out once a month and we talk about on the show. Uh, our most recent one, we, we really uh, talk quite a bit about the gold sector, which we which we really think is going to is is heading for a new uh, uh, the second leg up up in a bull market is really what we're looking to see happen there, and and, and so this is something that we want to kind of continue to watch. Uh, you know, we'll kind of expand upon some. You know, we've sort of been waiting for a little bit of a pullback in here. Uh, uh, the uh, the sector just really looks good. I mean, this whole bull market started back in uh, 2000, November 2002, give or take a, uh, a little uh, month or so. And it, it was really triggered by the Federal Reserve with the uh, we've we've got we a helicopter we can drop money from the sky, uh, the famous helicopter speech by a by a, an unknown uh, Federal Reserve official named Ben Bernanke and. And since then, uh, you know, that pretty much laid the groundwork. And uh, gold and gold has really gone nowhere over the last six six years. Uh, from where we actually wrote uh, wrote that, I want to say it was about three hundred dollars. Uh, ultimately, went up to eighteen hundred dollars, uh, and uh, hadn't done anything since then. We've uh, six years has been in a trading range, and and now the central banks are all moving forward with with the idea of. Uh, of uh, cutting back, of uh, limiting, of cutting interest rates. I mean, for the <laughs> for the first time in seven years, uh, all the uh, central banks, uh, six or seven years, have really have been talking about cutting rates, and, and so that's kind of triggering the the, the next wave up uh, with, with with the central banks, and that's going to trigger up the next wave up in in gold. And so we write about that in the Max Out Savings Report which you can go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. It's a free newsletter. We don't bother you. We don't call you up. We don't, you know, sell your uh, information or anything like that. This isn't Facebook. And uh, and we simply pr- give out the information to try to help you out to understand the world today. And, and so 
Uh, really, the next big big move up in the second leg up of the big bull market in gold. By the way, at the time we said it was a twenty year bull market, which takes us right to the beginning of twenty twenty three, which I still think that's probably a pretty good number. Uh, I've seen some research out there that this whole decade should be good for precious metals, but uh, all all the central banks. If you really look after two thousand and if you, if you, if you really look after two thousand and nine, all the central banks went to zero interest rates. And with thanks, right? Uh, all the, the 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 central banks went to zero interest rates. We're the only bank that's been able to recover. Uh, they really been able to raise rates. I mean, that's why Donald Trump sometimes gets the Chinese did too, uh, but but the Europeans still have negative interest rates. Uh, the, the, this week, I think the the German ten uh, year went to a negative uh, a record low yield of negative point four point four one or forty one basis points, which means you lose money every single year for ten years for the privilege of owning the German Bund and. Uh, uh, the the 10-year. And basically what that's saying is people are, are basically assuming that the euro is going to break up. It's also assuming there's going to be no deflation. Uh, but but the but the European central banks are owning increasingly uh, 30, they own 30 to 40 percent of some of the security, some of the debt in, 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 in Europe now. And, and they're continuing to buy more. And, and so eventually it's going to blow up. And when it does, uh, you know, look out. So, so people are sensing this. So, for the first time in six or seven years, we're now seeing all the central banks around the world. They're coming in. They're starting to cut cut rates. Uh, there's talk that they're going to take the 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 interest rate. The Fed funds right now is two and a quarter to two and a half, which means you get paid a pretty nice rate on your money market funds. You get a pretty nice rate on your CDs. You get pretty nice rates in in uh, one year treasuries and two year treasuries. But the, uh, you know. Uh, that that could all go away and and th- this is the problem in the world today is is we have uh central bankers you know exploring new ideas and you know it's an exciting time for them they get to try and experiment with all these ideas zero interest rates negative interest rates buying up bonds if you're J- Japan you buy up all the stocks over there you know they literally can print money to do anything and 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 the the, the central banks that have been the most aggressive on this have a pretty good track record of no growth, a pretty good track record of high unemployment, a pretty good tra- track record of a of a crappy economy that's going nowhere. If you look at the Japanese, the most aggressive people in the world, they bought up massive amounts of, of bonds. They buy so many government bonds that they're having to buy stocks. It, the stock market is in the same place it was virtually at the beginning of the century. 2000, I mean, you know, 1997 or so. It's right in that area. It's gone nowhere for 2025. It's gone nowhere. So all you people piled into these index funds, uh, you know, that you're going to sit there and ride it up. Remember what happened in Japan. No return, zero return for 25 years. And and that's that's the real danger when you have reckless central bankers out there. Uh, same thing with Europe. Uh, you know, no, no. I listened to Draghi's speech. Yeah, for the last quarter, we got four-tenths of a percent growth. Four-tenths of a percent growth. You're at negative interest rates, and you're at four-tenths of a percent growth. That ought to tell you something after a decade that it doesn't work. But instead, they just keep doubling down. No concept of all of, hey, should we cut taxes? Hey, 
Should we cut, in, uh, encourage a free market system? Hey, should we cut regulation? Uh, it, it's just it's just astonishing in, in what what goes on over there, and and yet they just keep repeating something that's happened in the world today that's genuinely remarkable. Is it, you know how did Donald Trump get into be power? You know, get into power. I, I, I think two reasons. The American people wanted a wartime president, and they felt like there was a trade war coming up, and you've got to have a certain type of individual to handle it. And, and the American people got the individual they needed. And uh, what, uh, what, what's that? Uh, the, something, you, don't, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. You know, it's not a mistake that that's Donald Trump's theme song. And uh, think about that at, at the rallies. So so what happened is, is the, uh, you know, so we, we, we went in, the, the American people need, know they needed to change, so we've got to get tough with the Chinese. The elite classes around the world have been remarkably intransigent and, 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 and rigid and unable to adapt at all. I mean, it's, it's been absolutely a remarkable thing to watch. I mean, Europe, Europe is imploding. Uh, the Europe, the Angela uh, Merkel and, and the and the elites at the EU have made that they need workers, so they're importing huge amounts of immigrants from Africa and from the Middle East, and 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 they're destroying the European continent. They're destroying the the, the countries, and 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 the and the Europeans are getting more and more and more upset, and they don't even try. The other day, a hundred and fifty immigrants drowned it, it, uh, coming across the the the. the the Mediterranean. Nobody cares. They'll just get more immigrants, and they'll blame it somehow on the people that are trying to stop the immigration. It, it, it it's just astonishing. They lost Britain. Britain was part of the EU. It's going to come up to a hard Brexit. We the, the, this week they elected Boris Johnson, the the UK's new prime minister over there. He's a hardcore Brexit tier. Look, I could have stopped Brexit. All you had to do is, if you're the Europeans, you try it over and go, hey, look, we understand. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get tough on immigration. We're putting the NATO forces along the southern, in throughout the Mediterranean, our navies. We're going to stop all the immigrants. As soon as they come over, they're being sent back to their country. So we're going to limit immigration. And the second thing they do is, look, we think it, we think the regulation from Brussels, which is a European capital, has gotten a little out of control. We're convening a, a, a panel to sit there and go through all the regulation and see what, what needs to be removed. What are we over-regulating? How can we do things? I think they could have gotten a deal to keep the Brits in. But, oh, no, they lost the European Union that they fought a thousand years for because they were just hell-bent on filling the country up with immigrants, just as the Democrats are here. And the same thing, they won't change. Uh, you know, all this stuff, we have the immigration problem here. Same exact thing. They're fighting for immigration and fighting for open borders. The open borders society, uh, that's basically George Soros. He's contributed hundreds of millions of dollars to this. He's paid off politicians, and they're fighting to the death for for, for immigration. It's the same. Look. By the way, this just didn't happen. Honestly, oh my God! Oh, who who knew this border completely unexpected? No, this whole thing was was completely expected. The 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 left ginned up all this. Uh, hey, now's the time to go to the United States. They 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 educated all the people in in these Central American countries how to declare asylum and what their legal rights are and everything. Look, I know this. I I I heard about this two years ago. What this was happening. I mean. Uh, I have friends of mine that helped them do it. 
It's astonishing, and I'm not talking at a low level. And it's like, oh wow! And then, and then they, so it's they're fighting for open borders. So the Democrats are going to end up losing everything because because the American people don't want open borders. But it just shows you how the how entrenched, how dug in these radicals are in these different governments, and how they won't change. And, and uh, fascinating. Uh, uh, Op-ed in the Wall Street Journal by Peggy Noonan. You know she's comparing roast. Was it roast Pierre? Roast Pierre. What 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 is that, Ryan? Do you know Do you know your French history? Well, I know. I don't either. But they had a revolution over there, and they were going to take it over, and it was all going to be more fair, so they slaughtered all the people at the top with the guillotines. And, and then they basically – and they were there to help everyone, and it just spun out of control. And quite frankly, France has never recovered. And this is what you get into – with this type of thing, the where she made the comparison, kind of the Brits. The Brits had the same thing, but they kind of it was sort of a moving revolution, and they sort of made concessions here and there, and ultimately they opened it up, and they were able to get through it. And 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 this is the question we have here: Are we going to be able to sit there and and and, and get through it? And, and and the amazing thing is just what a battle it's been to get the elite class. I mean, we've seen how they've gone after Donald Trump, so. All of these things are happening in the world. So, how, Ted, you're like, hey, Ted, what does this affect my retirement? I will tell you. What 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 we're dealing with is is the Brit. Okay, Europe. Europe's in pretty bad shape here. Uh, you know, they, they they just came out this week and they cut inter- they, they they they've announced they're going to be cutting interest rates, engaging in quantitative easing later this year. And the economic outlook is getting worse and worse. That's especially manufacturing. In the United States, uh, in Europe, and so, so the so the Europeans are, are signaling they're preparing for short-term interest rate cuts, you know, for the first time since 2016, and restarted the giant bond buying program, making a, a, a significant shift. And so this really kind of goes and shows you what they're looking at. The amazing thing about what I just said is, if you look at a chart of the eurozone rate benchmarks, uh They've been negative for three years, and they're trying to figure out what to do. So understand, we've got a group of people at the top that really don't know what they're doing. The only person in the world that believes in the free market, in deregulation, and low taxes at the top is Donald Trump. Okay, And if you look at the United States of America, the only economy that's in good shape is the United States of America. And, and it, it's no mistake. Uh, people are optimistic in the United States. They They... They want to get ahead. Uh, in Europe, they're not optimistic. Europe, Europe is teetering toward a, a recession. They're four tenths of a percent growth. Their 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 manufacturing is in horrible shape. Everybody, they said, oh no, don't do the trade war. Oh my gosh, it's going to cause a collapse of the economy. We're in trouble. We can't possibly win. Well, the Chinese economy is 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 in big trouble. It's decelerating. It's hard to get a handle on it because they're, they're lying about the numbers and everybody knows it. But if you look at imports from Hong Kong or, or South Korea, it looks really bad. If you look at shipping rates, it's looked really bad. If you look at everything going into China, it's signaling a recession over there. And the German German manufacturing economy is, is, is sailing off a cliff right now. So, hey, we're in pretty good shape because we believe in the free market, low taxes and low deregulation. And Donald Trump has brought that forth. So it's been really interesting. We're going to discuss, hey, what is this going to happen and what's going to happen next? Be right back here on the Max Out Saving Show. Folk, country, on deltas blues. 
Tell your truth, I ever you choose and do it all for the sake of the song. Yeah, hitchhike and bus riding, rental cars, living rooms, coffee houses, run down bars. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioca, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We just listened to Hayes Carl there. And uh, here we are talking you know, again. We're talking about, look, uh, what's going on in the world. Uh, our economy, they backed off rates, uh, the uh, the economy a little bit for for the quarter. Uh, interesting. We've been talking about in this show now for a number of uh, like a month or two now. Is the consumers much stronger than the manufacturing sector? There's a there's an article today in the in the uh, Wall Street Journal how uh, corporate CEOs and, and manufact they're all slowing down. They're very cautious, whereas the public is is pretty optimistic. Consumer spending is is up about four percent. So really, things are looking pretty good out there for the economy. Uh, I have real concerns about the stock market, but but and, and and what 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 I'm saying is is I think we're making a shift from the financial economy to the real economy where in the future where now jobs are more important, uh, plant and equipment are more important, uh, the, the re, re, research is more important, 
uh, people getting raises is more important than the stock prices. And so we're making the shifts. I think the stock market is kind of heading for some trouble in here pretty quickly. Uh, but but it is interesting. And now remember, uh, the U.S. economy is made up about two-thirds, roughly a little less than that, of the consumer spending. It's one of – if you look at uh, – I, I want to say investment in the United States makes up about – 15% of the economy, 13, some, somewhere in there, give or take a percent either way. Uh, in China, it's been over 50%. And, and, and so it's really not a consumer-driven economy and, 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 and like the United States. But the United States is very much a, a consumer-driven economy. It's it's basically a group of people that all like working and all like building things and all doing things, and they're all always spending. And and, 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 and it's just a, it's a massive economy that, that almost no one else has been able to really replicate. Uh, you know, the only thing I can people that I think have really been able to replicate it is maybe Singapore. And both of them are kind of free market uh, economies that, that that support business. And so, so things are are doing well in the United States. Uh, our stock market is still extremely high. If, if you look at it based on a uh, based on a uh, a, a PE uh, adjusted basis. If you look at a margin adjusted PE, it's very expensive. You're right near the top of the range. Uh, same thing with uh, uh, enterprise value, free cash flow, very at the top of the range. If you if you look at book value, top of the range. If you look at debt levels, percentage of of corporate uh, asset at the the debt levels are right at the top of the range. It's I think it's a very very expensive, risky market. So. Um, so I think we maybe have some calls coming in. To, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention the number 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. This is a live show. Oh, by the way, you can listen by going anywhere in the world, by going to the website, go into KNTH 1070 AM's website, hit the Listen Live button. We have listeners from all over the world catching this show. So there's a number of ways, and you can catch the podcast typically after Tuesday. Uh, go to the uh, at the website at the station. Go to podcasts, and you'll see me there. So right, let's just kick off from Charles. Hey, Charles, how you doing? Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, I had uh, really two questions to ask. Uh, one had to do with the uh, the Occidental uh, the fight going on with the uh, with uh, what you Carl, call it, Carl Icahn. <laughs> Carl Icahn and. Uh, and what your thoughts were on? Do you think he's right that the uh, that uh, basically uh, Oxy pay too much for for this? And the second thing, uh, I saw a little news item yesterday had to do with uh, Chevron being, I guess, extended, I guess, for six months over in Venezuela. Uh, I guess to do some sort of, I guess, to continue their business or whatever. And I was just wondering your thoughts on that. I, I don't know, you know, if ultimately that's you know that that's got to continue, and and what impact that might be on Chevron as well. You know, I t- I'm not as familiar with the Chevron situation. I know a while back they did extend some different things so they could continue to do business down there. In some cases, you 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 need that a certain type of of uh, crude to process at your refinery that's not available out there. Other things is if they don't help, in some cases, things could really deteriorate in different sectors of the industry down there they don't want to. So I'm not real sure, but I think they're trying to work a little bit uh, with Venezuelans. And in, in it. it's very sad because, Charles, they used to have the best for a, a, a country, independent oil country, one of the best oil companies out there. And it's it's sad to see how it's completely disintegrated. Right, uh, right. The, the second question it was about the uh, 
what was it, Charles? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, the Occidental, the Occidental, uh, you know, having a pay. Overpaid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I think they overpaid for that. Uh, the uh, the CEO of I forgot what her name was of of Oxy that he, Hollum. Ho, uh, Hollum she Vicky Hollum Vicky she she she's overpaid for the company and then yeah. she made an absurd deal with Warren Buffett that they're just furious about paying eight percent right. you know for for some senior uh, debt and uh, not what what she thought was if she did this. Then people would see, ah, Warren Buffett thinks it's a good deal, so it'll be kind of Warren Buffett's blessing on the company. Instead, what she, I think, feels what Icon says is she looks like a fool because she way overpaid. She's got a guy. I want to say he used to be uh, uh, the head of investment banking for Citigroup on the board. I think they got too cute by a factor of five. They had to borrow the money because what what happened to them was is. They had to pay a, a large amount of cash because they didn't think it was going to go through at the shareholder level. If if so, if they diluted the stock too much, then it wouldn't go through at the shareholder level, and that's what Icon's mad about. He goes, "Wait, you 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 deliberately paid cash and overlevered the company, so we wouldn't have to vote on it." And, and I think he has a, a point on that. I think she very clearly overpaid for the properties. Though the Anadarko had some really good properties, Chevron was a much better fit. Uh, I think it's going to really hurt the woodlands because now they're, you, you know, Oxy saddled with a bunch of debt. They're going to have to get really tough on cutting costs. You know, they, they, they're they selling off the, uh, the uh, uh, tan, I think it's Tanzanian or the uh, East African uh, oil, cons- uh, the ga- gas project to, I want to say, Eni or Total. I forgot which one it was. So, yeah, uh, it's sad. Well, you know, you bring up a good point about the, about this paying for cash, you know, I, I it seems to me the shareholders had absolutely no voice in this thing, and I don't know if yeah. companies, if there really wouldn't be like an, I don't want to say an SEC regulation, but to prevent companies from pulling these kind of stunts where literally you could have a, an executive such as this uh, work out some deal, spend the uh, company coffers, you know, down, and then the shareholders absolutely have no say in voting on it. I mean, there, it seems to me that the shareholders ultimately, are, this should have been put out there as a vote. And typically like what you see with a lot of these mergers. But this thing here, it just it seemed like it went down and it went to Buffett. And then, I mean, I have to agree with you. I think that the, I think that the icon is essentially right, although I, you know, I don't know whether he'll be successful in what he's trying to do. But it just seems to me that, that that just doesn't seem to be legitimate on the surface in terms of sh- just completely shutting out shareholders in this whole thing. If 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 this yeah. succeeds for this company, you can just see other companies are going to look at this and just essentially do the same. You know. Yeah, and it's really fascinating. How, uh, you know how the world has turned because Icon. You know, he worked a lot with Boone and different people like that back in uh, Bellsbergs and all those people back in the eighty and the eighties and nineties and the corporate takeovers. And now he's a big champion of shareholder value. But, yeah, look, I, I think they overpaid for the company. I think it would have been much better for the Anadarko people to get to Chevron. I think it was a really good fit there. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, – And actually Chevron came out ahead on it. I mean, they, they collected a billion dollars on a breakup fee. So, really, I mean, all things considered, Chevron probably came out better in his deal than, than you know, they did. Yeah, I think so. And, and if you notice, they really didn't raise their bid much or, or I forgot what the – they basically said they're overpaying and we're not going to get involved in that. So that that's a pretty right. big tell too. Yeah, I think it was a huge mistake on on her part about to buy uh, to do what they did with Anadarko. 
Brock okay, said. and Ted, one quick question. What is your thought? You talked about gold earlier. What do you think is the trading range on gold, high and low, for say out out to the next year or so? What What do you see? You know, I I, I think you're looking over a little over sixteen hundred, sixteen fifty, somewhere there. There's some resistance right in there. I think it goes up to there, and then and then then if then eventually it chops around, eventually it breaks up and hits the new high. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you very much, then. Okay. Thanks. Good question, Charles. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we've got a very overvalued market. Uh, we, we've got the Fed meeting coming up this week. They're going to probably cut a quarter of a point. They've been sort of boxed into it. The economy's pretty good. I think all things being equal, they, they probably shouldn't cut, but but they're, they're being pressured. And uh, I, I personally think the Fed, the central bank should be kind of – the people that take the, the the punch bowl away, you know, from at the party, not the people that are, you know, keep rushing more punch into the bowl, and 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 I, I think they're making a mistake. So we'll see. But an extremely expensive market. What we've seen and what we've been talking about is we're seeing a 1999 market. We're seeing very high, sky high tech valuations. Uh, we're seeing things start turning against tech. We're seeing. Uh, Actually, pretty good valuations. There's some very cheap valuations on on industrial companies. Uh, so you can buy some industrial companies, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 times earnings, and then you can go buy your tech companies anywhere from 26 to 150 times earnings. It, 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 and we remember that back in 99, we were buying the, the industrials and did pretty well and missed the, the blow up in the tech sector. I think it's going to be repeated. The question is, how does it play out? So I, th- I think you really have to be cautious in here overall. We're we're very cautious uh, overall. It, it, you know, to, it almost looks to us like we are we are coming into some type of reflationary times. And and I, I got a feeling it's going to play out as we've talked about a lot on the show through the currencies. And 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 I, I think you're going to have some problems with the currencies. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Larry Kudlow and Secretary Treasury Secretary Mnuchin basically made comments that they're there for a strong dollar and they don't want a weaker dollar. I think they do want a weaker dollar. I think they're pretty fed up. And one of the big reasons this was said was because because uh, uh, the head of uh, of the ECB Draghi came out and said they're going to put in more quantitative easing when they got rates at zero. They're trying to. What people think is they're trying to depreciate their currency, and Donald Trump said that's not acceptable. Again, hence the currency wars. We'll see how it all plays out. A couple, couple interesting things uh, happen. We've had we're in the midst of the trade war with Donald Trump, and uh, he's finally standing up to the Chinese. Here's an interesting story came out this week. Uh, there's a, a, a 1.9 billion dollar steel bill. Uh, opening up uh, near Corpus Christi. They're going to create 600 jobs. They're going to do steel. uh, Basically, they're going to produce steel for the oil industry, for the auto industry, uh, appliances, and things like that uh, down there. So this, they said it was, they they were able to do this because they finally put some tariffs to stop the steel dumping in the United States. So now now we're looking at 600 jobs. These jobs are going to average about $76,000 a year, which is pretty darn good pay. So we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing the manufacturing come back to the United States, which is exciting. You know, this is something that they really have fought. You hear all of these companies are looking at what's called their supply chains, which is how do they get products into the United States of America. 
and 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 they're seeing that that China is not a reliable partner. They're they're seeing there's tra- tariffs coming up and different things, and so some of them they're moving them to Vietnam, they're moving them to Mexico, they're moving jobs back to the United States, and here's a almost a two billion dollar steel plant opening up in next year's. Uh, in Corpus Christi, six hundred jobs. So the, the manufacturing jobs are coming back to the United States, which is exciting. Now, why is the factory in the United in Texas in Corpus Christi? Well. They got very cheap gas. Yeah, he, typically, steel uses a lot of energy, so they have cheap gas and oil energy to to power up and electricity to power up the uh, the, the plant. You know, it's a good place to work. I mean, there, there's there's working people here now. I came across a little study about right, Kempner Industries. Uh, uh, Kempner Industries. Uh, they they looked at two. Uh, they did a study of of uh, of the hardest working cities, and they had a couple valuations, how long you work, uh, the percentage of the workforce between 16 and 64, the percentage of people over 64 working still, which, you know, shows you how much people want to work, how uh, the average work week, uh, how many hours a week they work, their commute times. They added it all up and they looked at 200 cities across the United States to find the hardest working cities. Guess where they were? Ryan? Hardest working cities? Where did, exactly. Ryan is correct. Houston was number five on the list. Now, here's what's even more. Number one was Washington, D.C. By the way, I can see that. It's full of lawyers. They're billing hours, so they're working like 20 hours a day. Uh, but the top of the top 10 cities, seven of those cities were in the state of Texas. Uh, number uh, one, Washington, D.C. Two was Plano. Three was Dallas. Four was Grand Prairie. Five was Houston. Six was Garland, seven was San Francisco, Irving was eight, and Arlington was nine. And so seven of the top ten hardest working major cities in the United States of America, over 150,000 people, are in the state of Texas, which this is no surprise to Texans, but it is to the rest of the country. So Texas is a hardworking place, and it, we've got hardworking people, low regulation, cheap energy. This is why the $2 billion steel mill is moving to Texas. Uh, so anyway, tell you what, let's take a call from who is that? That is Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how are you doing? Oh, okay. I had uh, two questions to ask you. One, one, yeah. one, I was wondering, you know, with all this stuff with China and the tariffs and all that, and and then how China's economy is is going and and all that they have and everything. I just do you think the tariff news is kind of just somewhat hiding all the problems that China's having? That's a great question and absolutely yes, yeah. And and, I, and I'll tell you why I think that is because I just we just heard from Draghi uh, this week at the end of the week and his comment was the economy is getting worse and worse, especially manufacturing. So manufacturing is way off in Germany. And, and, and our economy is pretty good, so I don't think it's coming from us. I think the weakness is coming out of out of China. I, and I, th- I think, to your point, I think it's masking the trade wars, masking very serious problems in in a very serious economic slowdown in China. Yeah. No. And the other question I wanted to ask, not to take too much of your time, mm-hmm. is uh, you know, <clears throat> the, the stock market's run up quite a bit since since, since December. The S and P five hundred. Yes. But but. But the mid caps and small caps are just lagging way behind. Do you see them? Uh, I don't know because of the tariffs. Something. Do you see the mid caps and small caps coming up, to, back up to the to, to kind of 
well, you know, close the gap between the S&P and, 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 and the mid-caps and small caps? Oh, absolutely. They'll close the gap. But here's the million-dollar question. Do they yeah. close the gap for, by the large caps coming down, or do they come up? Uh, I, I think I think the small and mid-caps are a little better placed because it, it, the, the strange thing is the small and mid-caps supposedly aren't affected by the trade war as much, and yet they're they're the ones that have been really selling off. I think this is a result of two things. I think a lot of the big institutions don't trust this market. And their philosophy is, I want to be in the big caps so I can have one foot in the door and one outside, and I can get out real quickly. The door to get out is much bigger, and they, they're worried about being trapped in the small cap. So I think it's liquidity issues. I mean, if I had to be in the market now, I'd probably feel a little safer with some of the small caps because they've sold off so much already. Small cap value. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Thanks, Patrick. I, look, I mean, I think that's what you're looking at is is because the the small cap, uh, the the Russell two two thousand did it has not come up and hit hit the high like the S and P in the in the Dow. It's a lower high, which is not a good sign, it, and supposedly that shouldn't be happening. So it, again, it's another warning sign for the market. Tell you what, be right back after the quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. So we caught the land in Nashville To find the finest break And make a home And make a home That's a train flew out of Boston This whole world passed him by He said I spent a lifetime running If you've got savings and investment questions Ted Gioka has answers Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 
512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'll be happy to get your questions answered. Uh, this is a live show, of course. So now on Sundays, it's not. There's a repeat on Saturday Sundays at 3 o'clock. But this is the live one here. So anyway... Uh, we were talking some earlier about what's happening in the world uh, with, with the, the the ECB has come out and, and really uh, they're going to engage in more quantitative easing. They're going to cut rates. Uh, and, and the thinking is really what's happened is 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 that they've they they're they're trying to they're trying to reduce the, their currency. And, and, and this is the sparking the trade wars. Donald Trump made a tweet about it a week ago. And, and, I, and I think it's a big problem. And, I, and, I, and again, this is very bullish for gold. Uh, all the central banks around the world are uh, are really uh, are starting to cut rates. And I think this is this is very bullish. Uh, so so we'll see what what's going to happen. I mean, there's the amazing thing is looking at the at the rates is the just the uh, the Bank of Australia cut rates recently. The the Korean bank cut rates. The eurozone is going to cut rates. I mean. Uh, the, the one that's held up and actually raised rates this whole time in the last decade has really just been the United States, which is pretty remarkable. And I, and I do think you want to kind of shift some of your if if the short term rates are going to go back to zero sometime in the next 18 months. In the United States, you want to try to shift more of your short term money out a little further out the curve in two, three year time frame to. uh you know, to kind of lock in some of those shorter term rates. That's something we've we've been doing a little bit of uh, for our clients. And and I think this is something you want to look at. As we talked a lot about on on the show, I I really think we're going to have a problem with the corporate bond market. Uh, I'm hearing it from a number of people out there. Uh, We've studied it. As we talked about some of the, it's a very expensive market. And one of the things that's more worrisome, we're at a very high debt levels for corporate America. But what's unique this time is there's less than most debt is in the United States. Debt is corporate debt, government debt is rated anywhere from from triple A to double A to A, triple B, double B, which is junk bond rated. Triple B and above is all investment grade. And it goes uh, B, double B, a B, uh, double C, uh, triple C, double C, C, and then D. D's really bad. That means default. So you're like you're really in trouble if you're there. But but typically, there really wasn't that much debt out there. I, I the the AAA guys left. I want to say or maybe Johnson and Johnson and maybe Exxon. Uh, uh, there's really not many. Uh, a lot of company, a number of companies are double A A. But there's an enormous what's happening. The, the big shift that's happened in the last couple of years has been a big shift in corporate debt from double A AA and A down to triple B. 
And, and what's happening is the, the corporate C, CFOs, chief financial officer, being, are saying, look, you got to maintain, uh, we want to keep our costs as low as possible, our borrowing costs, uh, but we, so we've got to maintain a minimum of an investment grade. But they're like, hey, look, we can buy back stock and, and, and or lever the company up and make even more money. And, and, and the answer is kind of been to these guys to sort of, well, yeah, you can do that. Or the CEOs can do that as long as they keep the investment great. So we have an, an inordinate number of companies in the S&P 500s and the stock market in general that are their debt's all parked at triple B, which is investment grade. The problem is, is when we go into the next economic slowdown, a lot of those guys are going to get kicked into junk pretty quickly because they're, 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 their coverage for their debt, cash flow coverages are going to drop and, and the rating agencies are going to have to put them into the junk bond category. Well, the, the junk bond market's not that big to absorb all of these these leader, these junk companies. Keep in mind, if I'm in a, uh, a, a corporate bond fund that's investment grade, or if I have a pension, or if I have an endowment, or other things that, that have covenants that look uh, it's got to be uh, investment grade or better debt. I mean, you know, some of some of the the things we deal with, some of endowments, some of these people have like, hey, it's got to be government bonds. I mean, so so or triple A bonds. It, 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 but but typically it's investment grade or better or percentage investment grade, maybe a small percentage of junk. But the problem is when all this stuff gets kicked in junk, there's not going to be any buyers, and I think that's going to give us an opportunity uh, when that happens. And I think you're going to see. What's called the the mar the 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 spread between uh, governments and corporates is going to jump up when that happens, which is just how much more percent, how much more yield you have to pay uh, if to borrow as a corporation versus the United States government. That's called the spread. Typically, the spread is to to governments, and 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 so I, we think it's going to be a problem. So I, I do think you want to be a little careful in the in the corporate sector. Uh, so I mean, we we see a lot of things coming, and then the um, I, I, we've got the election coming up in twenty twenty. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff on TV, and a lot, I follow politics pretty closely, as y'all know. But I have never seen anything like the Mueller hearing. That was, I mean, a complete train wreck. I, it was a disaster on so many levels for the Democrats. I mean, I, from what I've heard, it, it's look. They had to know Mueller was not in that good a shape. And I, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's just older or if he had. I don't know what the situation is, but clearly they had to know. It's your job to sort of know what you're going to get when you call somebody in like that. And the idea that he didn't even know what what was in the report. He didn't even know who Fusion GPS, which was just absolutely shocking. And it and I, that was absolutely. I mean, I cannot believe. Who the I mean the only thing I can think is Nancy Pelosi knew this was coming, and figured I'm going to give I'm going to give the Democrats enough rope to hang them that not the Democrat I'm going to give these people that want to impeach Donald Trump because I think it's a bad idea I'm going to give enough rope to hang themselves and that's pretty much what Jerry Nadler and the rest of the the hit or youth group up there uh, did and, and it's it was very sad on so many levels and and really. Uh, it was pretty shock. I mean, it was shock. I, mean, I was very shocking. But look, I mean, I think we've got some presidential campaign debates coming up. Uh, I've said it. I'll say it again. If you poll the American people, they think the the election's coming in November because there's so much. And the 
there's so much political. Nobody cares. Uh, I've talked to some people uh, uh, this week, and and it's just the amount of political spending next year is going to be absolutely extraordinary. The numbers I'm hearing, I just can't believe it. And and, and so I just think it's going to be a huge amount of of, of, a huge uproar. Uh, and, and, and I think it's going to be detrimental to the country, unfortunately. So uh, we've got this. We've got the trade wars. We've got the slowdown in Europe, the, the slowdown in China. A lot of things happening. Again, the best place to be is the United States. I mean, there's just no other way around it. I, yet, and what's amazing is people are so busy arguing about the China trade war or what's happening in Europe or the politics or Donald Trump. They're not missing the fact that this is the best place in the world to be. I mean— you know, I mean, most people can't get jobs anywhere else in the world. And here we are in the United States hiring people are getting jobs or getting uh, they're they're getting raises. People that couldn't find jobs are finding jobs, and which is exciting. And and, and so uh, things are going well here. But 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 again, there's a lot of problems around the world. They have a very expensive stock market. So you have to take that into account and you have to start moving to the next. What is the next? five years going to be like, and I think they're going to be different, and I, and I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of volatility coming up, so I think you do have to sit there and kind of have your guard up. So what, coming at the last minute of the show, if you want to get in, uh, you still can, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show, That 713-339-1070. Now, one of the things... I want to. I'm still. I'm. I'm just fascinated by this ECB thing. Looking at just how bad their economy really is, uh, they didn't. They never restructured the banks. Longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings, you know, know. In 2007, I said on this show, "Hey, stay away from the investment banks. Are, we've looked at the balance sheets. They're not good." We think an investment bank is going to fail. And then I said, I think it's going to be Lehman Brothers. And when I said that, I just had a sick feeling when I went home because I for sure they figured I'd never be allowed in the air again. But here I am. But it, it, our banks have done pretty good job here and uh, it, with, with restructuring. The one thing the Fed has done has been they forced the banks to cut back their risk, whereas the, the Europeans have just not done that. And so the Europeans are now going to recession. They've not restructured their banks. Their their interest rates are negative. And then their balance sheet as a percentage of GDP is at 40%. The Federal Reserve is at 17%, 18%. So their balance sheets are over-levered. Their banks are in trouble. The rates are at rock-bottom prices. The, the Brits are breaking away with Brexit. I think you stay away from Europe. I think it's going to get much worse over there. So let's take a call from, who's that? Uh, Cheryl? Yeah, Charlie. Oh, hey, Charlie. Hi. Give us got a question for us. Yeah, I do. On your opening line for this week and the last couple of weeks, you recommend going to gold. What, what's the best uh, ve- uh, financial vehicle to for an individual to uh, enter into the the gold market? Uh, mining uh, stocks, ETFs, or yeah, you know, I tell you what, uh, a couple things. I would look at at the the GLD, which is is the gold index. Uh, and I'm going to come up with a couple more of them next week. Uh, that That's a gold ETF. I, I think that's going to make, make a good move up. On a pullback, I'd look at silver, SLV. Uh, they're, they're the GDX, which is a gold index for stocks. When gold moves up, the gold and silver stocks will move up exponentially. They'll go up quite a bit more. Now, one of the things we're looking at, Charlie, is is 
Microsoft has a trillion dollar market capitalization. Uh, Gold, Gold Corp, uh, you know, Barrick, Gold Corp, uh, Barrick and uh, Newmont have a $30 billion market cap apiece. So uh, we're adding up the total market cap on gold stock. It's not that big. So when these got, when the tech stocks start falling and the market starts falling, they, they, these companies are going to be, these fund managers will be piling out of the sector and they're going to run to the gold sector. There's not, there's very few companies with very small market capitalization. So I think they're going to take them. I, I think over the next two or three years, you're going to get a big move for the whole group, doubles and triples. And so I think you could uh, 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 something like the GDX mutual or any gold or precious metals mutual fund. Okay, uh, GDX or precious metals that could be palladium and that could be platinum. Yeah, the, the one uh, the ones the problem with the palladium and platinum tend to be more uh, related to to pollution uh, type of things. Uh, manufacturing whereas the silver the gold in the, the silver are the best places I'll tell you what we're coming into yeah, the okay. show thanks a lot charlie okay thanks Bye. well if you haven't had a chance to go to our website go to maxoutsavings.com you can sign up for the free newsletter we write a lot about this stuff if you need help with your ira rollover if you're retiring give us a call at max out savings advisors go to the website you can request an appointment i'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your situation we'll see you next week right here on the max out savings show until then remember our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively Backstage passes, blue pipe specials, blue and plans, Japanese. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.